So I have this fear, or maybe it's just a feeling, maybe it's a hope even, that in a hundred years people are going to be looking back at our era and think of it as kind of like the epoch of fake news. And I hope that we've progressed this far, that they're going to be able to laugh at our misguided use of the internet. You'll see what I'm talking about soon. Today's paper is The Spread of False and True News Online by Visogi et al. Um, <laughs> so you'd think that, like, true success would kind of require some form of honesty. You'd think that, it, like, some, everything would break down eventually if it wasn't actually the truth. Like, it would get found out. Like, it just wouldn't go as far or as fast. Like, maybe initially everything would get a, a good boost, but, but it just wouldn't last if it wasn't true, if it wasn't based in the truth. And here, the internet comes in and it disappoints us yet again. <laughs> or at least our use of the internet, because humans will spread, will, will fall to any level of depravity with the internet, and it's amazing. So there's just no way. So there's no way that our forefathers ever had the internet in mind when they say invented the printing press or anything like that. Information is so readily spread online now, and it can spread anywhere in the world in the blink of an eye. If you don't know this, you've been living under a rock, and there's no way you're hearing my voice right now. But not information is all equal. A lot of it's not true, a lot of it's false, and I mean, obviously, everyone's aware of this. Politicians in particular have, who have been trying to use these facts is like, now it seems like every debate is more an argument over the how true facts are rather than debating using a mutually agreed upon facts. And it's a whole different world now. This false information is real world side effects too. You can see many circumstances where stocks have plummeted due to the spread of a rumor. And this can be the movement of billions of dollars in changes just because someone printed a story about someone's death or an accident or maybe a, a change in strategy for a company. These, these have real effects. These are real people's money. And it's not just... This does a lot to the world, and this can change lives. This is this does a lot. I think it's safe to say that in no time in our history has the pen truly been so much mightier than the sword. It's just an amazing change for us to be able to have, and, and it's an amazing tool, and I think that we can use it really, really well, and that Right now, we don't understand it very well. We don't understand how information spreads on the internet. We don't understand how information spreads in any other way, really. We don't really know how people process information and what they want to spread on to other people and how that really works on kind of like a population level. So today's paper is actually studying that, studying some of that. And it's really great to see. It's really great to see that other people are working on this problem so that we can understand it better and hopefully get a little bit better at using the internet and that hopefully we can get a little bit better for the future. Because right now, things are pretty abysmal online, I have to say. There are good things, but there are many, many, many bad things. So this study is doing pretty much exactly that. It's looking at 
the spread of true versus false information online. And what better way to do that than by data mining Twitter? Twitter's a big place. I don't, I don't really personally see the appeal, but it's used by millions of people, and a lot of people get their news this way. More and more people are getting their news from spreading between individuals instead of getting it from major news sources, instead of getting it from professionals who make and report news, they're not trusting a lot of these sources and are happier to get news just from your friends. And this is, this is part of the challenge. This is part of why a lot of these things are spreading differently than they ever have before. You know, we aren't getting all our, our information from one organization that's centralized and that has to take accountability for these changes. If you get it just nitpick from here, 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 and here, then there's nothing to be held accountable and just anything can be said by anybody, of course, free speech and all that. So this makes a big difference, really. So from the data set that they looked at, they were taking any English tweet, any claim in English over Twitter to be news. So that includes photos, links, videos, anything really. Uh, they even used text recognition to take any text for out of any of the photos. That means that memes are included to be news most likely. And they defined a rumor to be the spread of any news through Twitter. Uh, as for the data they took from Twitter, they went from the very onset, the very birth of Twitter in 2006 until 2017. So all of the tweets that they looked at were independently fact-checked by one or multiple of six separate fact-checking organizations to accumulate about 126,000 rumors spread over 3 million people more than 4.5 million times. And this is the data set that they were looking at. For some of the organizations they used for fact-checking, this includes Snopes.com, PoliticalFact.com, FactCheck.org, uh, truthorfiction.com, hoaxslayer.com, and urbanlegends.about.com. Just from looking at the list of the fact-checking websites, it's now no surprise that just looking at where they got their data set from, that politics was the largest category in rumors they were looking at, followed by urban legends, then business, then terrorism, science, entertainment, and then finally natural disasters. So we'll go with kind of some broad conclusions first and then dig, dig down into them a little bit. And so the author's conclusions were pretty much that falsehood, uh, I won't call it fake news because that term is used too much elsewhere in two different contexts, but I'm going to call it false news. False news is diffused and spread significantly farther, faster, deeper, and more broadly than the truth in all categories of information. Now, what does all that kind of mean? So more people retweeted false news than they did the truth. And the spread of fake news really seems to be not that it's broadcast better, not that there's a few people who have a lot of followers and then get this fake news out there. It really seems to spread better from person to person. And that's why it's really permeating into the kind of Twitterverse more than anything else. If we want to put a few numbers to things, it took the truth six times longer to reach an average of 1,500 people than it did for false news. 
So again, false news spreads faster and further than the truth. So be careful what you share, people. Think it over just a little bit before you hit that button. Some of this, uh, you know, sounds kind of surprising, right? Like, so like, why would people do this, right? It's, it's gotta be the people. I, I gotta blame the people. I, I can't, I, I'd like to blame Twitter, um, but it, is it really Twitter's fault? Yeah, yeah probably not. I, I gotta blame the people. It's gotta be the people's fault. So, so who are these people? I assume that, you know, it's, it's gotta be the millennials. I myself probably fit into the millennial category, but it's gotta be the millennials, you know what I mean? It's gotta be these people who just spend all day on their Twitter accounts and they don't know what they're doing and they're just tweeting and sharing anything and everything that anybody can get. And it's these kids who've got loads of time just to sit there on their phone and so they've got more time just to mindlessly tweet and retweet all day. So when you look at the demographics, when you look at the people who are spreading more truth versus false news, and you can see that the people who spread the truth, the people who retweet the truth more often or more consistently, they actually have significantly more followers. So they're followed by more people and they're li more likely to be famous or kind of like verified on Twitter. And they even use Twitter more and have older Twitter accounts. So it seems like the longer you use Twitter or the more you use Twitter, the more truthful you are. And it's more like these people who just kind of like hop on and off who are spreading all this false news. And yet, and yet this, even though the people who are more popular, who have more friends, who are more arguably more famous, still, even though they're being more truthful, still, still, false news spreads faster and farther. So it's spreading better despite this. Not because of this, but despite this. Oh, that hurts. It hurts to think about these people. Maybe it is nice to see that the more you use Twitter, the better you get at it. Maybe the more you use Twitter, the more you become a better person, or at least you get better at using the internet or seeing what's true or false. I have no idea. But hopefully, hopefully, my advice is if you use Twitter a little, start using Twitter a lot, maybe. Maybe that's better. Maybe you'll be a better person because of it. I can't say for sure. Looking through the numbers, looking at some of these figures, it seems to be that falsehood worked out to be retweeted about 70% more than the truth. Yikes, guys, yikes. All right, let's see. What else is there to uncover in here? All right, so we all kind of intuitively know that novel information, like new news, if I may, is better. Old news is just that. It's old news. No one cares. You're not going to seem cool if you know th old things. People like to know new things. So when you look at it, is false news newer? Yes. I mean, this makes a lot of sense, right? If you're just making things up, then obviously it would probably new be seem like newer information. Nobody tells lies that sound like old news. That's just... Nobody does that. Lies sound more unique because they were made up. And so they are almost by definition new. But that doesn't necessarily mean that because it felt new or because it is new, just because it's a lie that it was perceived as newer necessarily, right? 
So we can actually look into this a little bit, and we can look at the emotional state of the tweets that were made in response to news, to either false news or true news. This is done by running all the words in the tweets through databases have, that have been well verified to look at kind of emotional states uh, used depending on the words that are used. So from this, we can see that false news was more likely to get replies that were surprised or disgusted. And that doesn't really surprise me very much. I mean, that's the definition of clickbait. That is, that is every clickbait title I have ever seen. So that's not surprising. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. And the truth, this is nice to see, actually. The truth was more likely to be received uh, with trust, joy, and also with a little bit of anticipation. And that's nice. At least the things that are true, that's making people's worlds a little bit better. A little bit more incentive for you guys to just think twice before retweeting something. Maybe fact check it yourself. That really shouldn't be too hard in almost every circumstance. Just to get an idea. Just to get a look through, you know? So in order to boost the robustness of this data, to make sure that it was really true, the authors looked at a few things. They did some pretty significant uh, and robust statistical testing and used various statistical methods that I won't go through on here because it's kind of boring. So the next thing to really blame would be the fact-checking. The fact-checking, the sources of these tweets, is something that could really cause a problem. Um, so they were actually able to make their own independently fact-checked data set using undergraduates hired in order to look through tweets and independently fact-check them from each other. And they were able to find that there was no difference in the data. They didn't find any different conclusions from any of it. So it is probably true that the fact-checking websites that were used and the sources used for this may not be the problem. This might really be true trends. But the last thing, the last thing, of course, that everybody always wants to blame it on when they see news on the internet is blame it on the bots. Everybody wants to blame it on the tweet bots. Isn't this always the case? They always think, oh, people can just write programs, so everybody must be writing programs, and that's what's wrong with the internet. It's, it's robots on the internet. I have no idea what people say. So the authors were able to even take a look at this using TweetBot detection software. No idea how that works, but apparently it's well verified. And removing any tweets from the data set that were spread by bots, still there was the exact same conclusions and there was absolutely no effect on the data because it affected both true and false news equally. The spread of lies is not by robots, it's by people, it's by you, it's by me, it's by people spreading it with other people. So why is this paper important? Why is this paper remarkable? The truth matters. The amount of false information in the world is doing nothing but increasing, and it might be outpacing the truth. And this is real world effects, this matters. Remember guys, the pen is mightier than the sword. And this is so true now. This is more true now than it ever has been before. And this will only continue to become more true. So before you retweet something, think about it. Maybe run it through a Google search. Maybe verify it against something else. 
even Wikipedia. Read a Wikipedia on something before you retweet it, and that's not even the best source, but at least it's something. At least you check. At least you might have come across something that argues the veracity of what you're doing, and you'll be able to just, just take a second, just take a second, instead of smashing that retweet button. Smash subscribe, everybody, you know what I mean? Like, no, just, just take a moment before you click. I know it's such an easy motion, I know it's such a small motion, but just take a moment before you make these decisions. That's all I'm saying. I think that's the big takeaway from this paper. It's that we're spreading these lies. We're spreading these falsehoods. It's not robots, it's us. And so policies and ways for us to kind of contain this, to emphasize good behavior and giving incentives maybe for spreading information that's much more on the truth side, rather than focusing exclusively on trying to get rid of bots or just blaming, I don't know, other countries and things like that for the spread of false news online. I, th I think we need to take a little bit of responsibility. We need to look inward a little bit. We need to look at ourselves. And I think that's going to make a big difference. I think that's what's going to be it. And just a little bit of self-reflection before we do these things. Understanding how false news spreads is the first step towards containing it, and that's what this paper has done.